Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harpin' and Rugby podcast, the Leinster and Ireland fan site in audio form. This is Season 3, Episode 41. Well, after a hard-earned pair of losing bonus points in South Africa, which secured top spot in the URC, it's time for Leinster to go back to the quest for that fifth star, where the path lies right through Welford Road. And to get an idea on how fans from the Premiership leaders are seeing this Saturday's quarterfinal, I spoke to two of them in separate chats, so without any further ado, here's how we got on. Now it's time for our back and forward chat and joining me this week to give an opposition view ahead of Saturday's massive Heineken Champions Cup quarterfinal at Welford Road is someone who's half of the excellent Leicester Tigers podcast called The Rolling Mall. A warm welcome on your first Harpin appearance to Mr. Elliot Butlin. Good evening. Hello. How's it going? That's all good. Thank you, sir. Many thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, I was on the latest episode of The Rolling Mall. I'll put a link to that in the program notes and I'm glad you can return the favour. So uh, why don't we start with you telling us a bit about yourself and how you got into supporting and covering the Tigers? No, sure. So, as you mentioned, I'm 50% of uh, our fans' podcast, The Rolling Mall. Uh, supported Tigers, oh, for probably about 20 years now. So, uh, Leicester City was a, I grew up supporting, obviously, the football through, uh, through my dad. And then, once you get into different sports, you, you learn a bit more about rugby. You understand that Leicester is a rugby team and actually a pretty, pretty good one at the same time. So, um, inevitably you start following the Tigers as well and obviously um, when you first get into it success almost becomes um, par for the course and you can't you always seem to think it'll always be this way and for the last few years it's been a bit more tricky a bit more difficult and um, watching the sort of the rebirth and the rebuild of Tigers over the last couple of years under Steve really has been fantastic so but no it's um, it's it feels like the good times are starting to come back to Leicester a little bit after uh, quite a few years of um, (laughs) <laughs> where quite frankly we saw some incredible rubbish well I mean yeah I mean let's get into Leicester's uh, season this year in particular I mean it's obviously been very successful one so far top of the premiership home semi-final wrapped up last weekend uh, home quarterfinal in Europe as well I mean how's it been for the fans following it week in week out oh it's just, it, it has been brilliant and the team has surpassed all expectations for for the fan base you know in pre-season when you start looking at how we think Tigers will do the vast majority of the fans were looking at top four, you know, thinking third or fourth, you know, getting yourself into the playoffs. And if we can get through to the knockout rounds in Europe, that would have constituted a good season, you know. After the last year finished in sixth and you saw a lot of positivity coming back out and you can start seeing the green shoots of recovery there. It was just more of the same almost and keep building and keep building. But to have done what um, what you've just described is there, surpassed everything we ever could have expected. And, it, and it's... It really has been enjoyable to watch. And what's been the sort of the, the shining highlight for us is the emergence of so many young guys in the team who, you know, are front and centre of what we're doing. It's not just, you know, we've, we've made some excellent recruitment and we've got, you know, the likes of Julian Montoya, who, who genuinely is world-class. But, you know, some of the young lads like Ollie Chesham and Jack Van Portfleet and Joe Hayes, you know, they're just three names out of so many who local lads have come through the academy or in Chesham's case got released went away again come back again and it's just great to see those guys in in the 23 and you know carrying the Tigers shirt forward so no it's been a great season up to uh, up to this point 
Absolutely. I mean, when you look at uh, you look at how the Premiership has gone over the last couple of years, it kind of looks like, um, well, obviously Saracens dropped out for a while, but still, you're, you, you, when you think Premiership, you think Saracens, recently Exeter Chiefs. But then you had last year, you had, you know, Hurricanes coming out of nowhere and uh, and winning the way they did. So and so now to see uh, Leicester, who, you know, obviously have such a great heritage with uh, success, and it's great to see them coming back. And uh, like you say, um, they, they the team has been put together very very shrewdly I think by Borthwick over the years it's been very you know he's he's getting the right players in he's 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 getting people in from outside but a lot a lot, a lot from his own academy as well no definitely and, and to be fair I do, we do need to have a bit of a shout out to Jordan Murphy as well because ultimately um the process of the rebuild started with Jordy and you know some of the guys who are in the team now were signed under his um tutelage or he brought them into the first team squad for the academy. Now, obviously, things didn't quite work out with Geordie and there's, there's numerous sort of reasons for that. But one of the sort of his, I guess, his legacy will be some of the recruitment and bringing through the, and identifying of the, um, the talent that was there. And also having that vision about, about what he wants it to look like. Now, he just, for numerous different reasons, that never happened for him. Borthwick has come in and he's took those sort of, foundations and he's really added something to it and one his recruitment side both of um, players and coaches has been fantastic but his overall coaching and, and getting the best out of that group and you can just see both on a team and collective basis and on an individual basis both are in a far better place than, than when he started and, that, and that, that's testament to the coaching ability that he's got. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's definitely, Leicester, definitely a team that you want to see up there competing for things. And, um, and uh, like, it's not just going to happen because of the name. It has to be built. It has to be um, done over time. And they've done it. And now they're getting success. So, yeah, definitely. And um, when it comes to Leinster, now we haven't played each other much over the years. I think since that, I think since that final in two thousand and nine, there was one quarterfinal then. But we haven't played each other that much. But there's still a lot of links between the two teams. I mean, which is Leo Cullen is one. Uh, we had changed. You had Shane Jennings as well uh, for a while there as well. And um, but uh, when when it comes to um, when it comes to the perception of of, of Leicester fans, uh, like what's the view about the the task they have on Saturday? Yeah, it's an interesting one because over the last what, 10, 11 years. We, Munster and Ulster have seems to be the sort of regulars that we've, we've faced. I think Ulster is something ridiculous where I think in a five-year period we paid them four times, which is which is crazy, really. But for us, Leinster is the, it's, it's your European heavyweights. It's the gold standard. It's the, you know, it's the benchmark of what a top club in Europe is. And it's not just the results that you achieve. It's the, it's the way you go about it. And, you know, the, over a 10, 15-year period where... You know, the team almost rejuvenates itself every four, three to four years and a fresh crop of youngsters seem to come through and, and take this team forward. And as it just rebuilds itself, it rebuilds itself. But what's what the consistency is the, the, the results you get and the silverware and the trophies. And, you know, you, for the last 10 years, it has been tricky at Leicester. And you look over at someone like Leinster and you look on enviously because of the, the success that you know, you've achieved and you go, well, that's what you know that's what we had and that's what we want and that's where we want to be so and I think that's where the excitement is about this weekend's game from our side is because you know you've been there you've done it you've walked the walk you've talked the talk you, you know you've got you've been there and done it and you know you come over to Welford Road at, at the weekend and for us it's a benchmark to see where we are because at the moment 
things are going pretty well domestically. We don't have we haven't won anything yet, and there's still a long way to go in the season. But you can you're trying to work out where and how good this Leicester team is because some of the results they're getting from a team that's so early on in its development, and it's, you know, as Steve says, the average age is only 24, 25. So it's still a fresh group as such. And it's just an opportunity to have a shot at a, a, a real powerhouse of a team like Leinster. And I think that's what's exciting, not just the fans, but the, the players as well. And I think that's that's part of the sort of excitement where and the squad is at, is a, a chance to test themselves. Definitely, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's funny when you look at the, the draw for the, for the last eight of the Champions Cup, it's like you've got one... You've got uh, the top half of the draw where you've got four teams that have never won. And then, and then in the bottom half, you've got Leicester, Munster, Toulouse, and Leinster, all have won more than once. It's, 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 it's an amazing um, setup, uh, you know, with a lot to look forward to. And it, like you say, Leicester, it's good to see Leicester back um, up, you know, up, up where they are. The, the thing about Leinster, I mean, that's where we were back when we played you in um, 2009. We had, we, we, you were the guys that had won two, two, Champions Cups. We were living under the shadow of Munster at the time. They had their two, and uh, we just we we wanted to be there. We needed to get at it, and boy, did was that a battle at Murrayfield that day just to get you know to 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 get over the line. So it's 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 good to see that 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 these teams can come back and and, and be competing at this level. You know, no, definitely, and I think it's been interesting listening to to Tom Youngs over the last few days because obviously he's announced his retirement and all the emotion that that came with that and. It's quite noticeable in his interview where he said along the lines of sports, the cyclical thing, and eventually the wheel will turn back um, to the good again. You just have to, you just have to play a small part in nudging it in the right direction. And he, and he just hoped he was part of that, which he obviously was. But sport is like that. And, you know, for 15 years, Leicester were probably the, t the team to beat in England. And we won a huge amount of trophies. Or even if we didn't win, we were runners up. You're always at the... the, the the finishing point to compete for it and obviously when you, that goes away you appreciate it a bit more now when it's coming back round and you, you look forward to it and I think what the I think what the excitement is about this weekend it's going to be two fantastic teams having a battle for it and it's going to be blood and thunder and it's everything that you want from you know club rugby in these tournaments like that because effectively you look at the, the strength and depth of your side it's you know effectively the Irish national team Somewhat, for, that's probably our perception is we're taking on Ireland. And then you look at our guys where some of the players are starting to come through and they're starting to really put their names on the sort of the rugby map and saying, actually, we're not just club players, we're a bit more. And we've got international aspirations and a few boys are now getting picked for England and, and going into Six Nations and they want more of that and they want to keep testing themselves. So, And that's, what it's, that's what's so exciting. But I think from our side, we've, we've gone through a difficult period and we're just... The funds come back in supporting Leicester again and we appreciate everything a lot more now because we've seen the other side of things and, and some of the depths it's, it, it led to uh, in that time. So to have it come back, I think we did take, probably take it for granted 10, 15 years ago and now you can probably get stuck back into it and, and really enjoy it again. So no, it's going to be, um, it really has been good. Yeah, because like when I was when I was going onto your pod, I was trying I was trying to think of it from Lester's point of view and maybe what Borthwick might be planning going in. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of coaches who 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 have a team that's doing so well domestically. I mean, I think you won like ten or eleven games in a row to start the season. You had a great start to the season, and then to beat teams like Claremont and you know to get to get to get to this stage, 
you might think, well, we have to play the game. You know, we, we have our style of rugby. It's working. So if we play that way on Saturday, um, you know, it's going to, it's, it's, it's definitely going to work. But when you're coming up against a team like Leinster, that's focused. And that even if you get them in one area, they can be strong in others. So it's, a, it's important to be more targeted. But Borthwick is a smart kind of coach who's going to be, um, who, who are probably looking at that and be looking at a way to stop us playing our game as well. So when you're looking at the team, um, he's got a lot of decisions to make for Saturday, um, you know, on certain positions and stuff. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you can't predict exactly, but what, what kind of team would you think he would probably put together for, for a match like this? It's an interesting thing because from, from Leicester, Leicester fans over the last two years have got very used to not being able to read Steve Borthwick's mind at all because it, you, just, you get to Friday lunchtime when the team gets announced and you have an idea of where, of where you would think it would be or what you would do yourself personally and the team drops and you go, oh, wasn't expecting that or wasn't expecting those combinations. But the team then goes out on, the, on that weekend and they fulfil the game plan exactly how it should have been. And the feedback that a lot of people said about Steve, whether it's the players or you know his assistant coaches, is just the, the level of analysis and detail that he goes into, not just on our side, but the opposition and pouring over tapes and tapes and tapes of analysis and formulating a game plan. And he's already said that he sort of enjoys that challenge of Europe where, you know, you're taking on teams like a Leinster or a Claremont who you wouldn't normally see or you wouldn't normally play against, but or they play in a particular way and you have to then find a way of adapting your own game plan to take them on and, and formulating a strategy that, that gives you the best chance of, of victory. In terms of this weekend, uh, I'm pretty sure as soon as the second leg against Claremont was finished, a hell of a lot of analysis will have been done from Steve's side because that's his way in terms of formulating a, a game plan. In terms of the team itself, I would expect that the 23 um, that played against Bristol last weekend to be the basis of, of what's picked again this weekend. That really was, from our side, that's probably, bar a couple, a couple of changes, that's probably the, the best 23 that's available at this point in time with injuries and suspensions. So I would suspect that that might be tweaked in a couple of places. I suspect there might be, um, no, Ollie Chesham's now back from suspension, so he might come back in onto the bench. Namani Nadolo was on the bench at the weekend. You'd expect him to probably to feature in the in the, the starting fifteen. That obviously creates a discussion about what you do with Chris Ashton and, and Harry Potter, which is which is really interesting. But I think if you look at how the team was set up on on Saturday with that twenty three, you would expect that to be the sort of basis of what the team will look like. In terms of the overall game plan from us, it's, it it is interesting because Steve, as I say, does like to formulate a strategy and and come up with ways and means of of coping with the opposition. Fundamentally, from, from, from a Leicester perspective, how are we actually set up? It might be a variation on our theme, but the, the, the principles of how we play in terms of, you know, the fundamentals don't really change that much. It's still going to be a set piece, you know, focused game plan, looking at controlling territory, controlling the possession, using a kicking game well through Ben Youngs and George Ford, whether it's box kicks or kick chases or kicking long, kicking for touch. All those different range of kicks, you know, Fordy's spiral bomb, which is pretty much trademarked in, in this part of the world, will all be coming to the fore. And it's about, from Leicester's perspective, it really is about trying to get on top of the opposition and trying to dominate them physically up front and use the pack we've got to, to punch holes in the opposition and to try and get some front foot dominance through the pack 
and that allows the team to to, to get into the game with with and exploiting the holes that the pack creates. Now the challenge obviously comes against a team like Leinster because there's you're so good yourself, you can counter that, and you almost have a you're in trying to implement your game game plan. We're trying to implement our game plan, and that's where it gets so exciting about how how the two teams sort of adapt on the field. And it was noticeable in the Claremont game in the first leg where. Steve said that the players on the pitch came together and and changed the game plan themselves. They had the confidence and they are given the flexibility as a team to take on, uh, to look at the situation in front of them. And actually, if they feel that the original game plan that they've, they were set up with isn't working, they can tweak it and amend it themselves. And a lot of the time when that happens, Tigers usually go back to a very, very simple game plan. It's almost back to basics where it's keep it tight, we'll use a rolling mall and you know, we'll try and suck in penalties and try and test the legs of the opposition and just try and win a couple of penalties to get better field position and move up the field that way to get yourself into a better better field position for attacking play or again, try and squeeze another penalty to use and roll him all in attacking sense in your top opposition 22. So it's it's we do have a bit of reputation, which I think is unfair of boring rugby, but I think it's very much no frills rugby in terms of doing the fundamentals very, very well. If, it's, if you're going to kick, you kick well. If you tackle, you tackle well. You know, if you're going to throw it wide, well, you throw it wide intelligently. So it's, it's, it's just doing the simple things and doing the basics well and being better than your opposite number at doing them. And I think that's where a lot of the game plan will be, will be based upon is really trying to implement our game plan as much as possible. But I think, I think it's going to be a fascinating battle purely because of, for example, in defence, you've got the Leinster loop. That's trait. We've got the 40 spiral bomb. You've got the Leinster loop and it'd be interesting to see how Sinfield goes about formulating a plan in terms of defending that because, you know, there's so, it, the, the beauty of that move is that it opens up so many possibilities and that's why it's so successful because whether it's Sexton taking it on or, or pushing it out wide, if, if that's how the defence reacts to it. So, yeah, it's, it's bits and pieces like that which I find so intriguing about the weekend's game. Yeah, no, I like what you said about the... Um... The ability to uh, improvise uh, on the fly, because uh, that's something that I've I've been talking about um, Leinster, both Leinster and Ireland over the years. It's what I, what I call a Plan B deficiency. It's like it's it's uh, an you know you, you're locked into your game plan. We even saw it a bit this year in this year's Six Nations from Ireland when Italy had to go down to 13 players, and Ireland were just and like you say, it's a lot of the same players we're going to see at the weekends. They were so so clued into their game plan when you when you've got when you've got all that extra space you want to you want to be able to go just to a simple game keep the keep it in the forwards uh, create the space and send it out wide that's simple because the space will be there but when you're locked into your patterns and your game plan sometimes you, it's hard to snap out of it and that ability to change in, in the course of a game depending on how the other teams uh, plays against you is important and we could see that happening this Saturday like you say at the start when the two when the two game plans come together see how they stack up and uh, how the, how they react to that so that's definitely a definitely a lot to look forward to well listen um, Elliot thanks a million for coming on um, Pleasure. Really good, really good chat. It's good to good to talk about um, good to talk about these kind of games again. And uh, like you say, and uh, that the, there's going to be crowds again at these matches. That's a big deal uh, for you know. It's 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 a big feature. We we we're, we're starting to get used to it again now. But it's when it's 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 matches like this that I think that uh, really make it make the difference when you've got traveling fans coming over and all that. No, definitely. And a club like Leicester probably were impacted more than others with fans being taken away because. A big thing of the almost the Tigers' identity is that relationship between the club and the fans and Welford Road being such an atmospheric stadium. To have 
empty crowds and empty stadiums, you've noticed it more at places like Welford Road, more than others. And I think that's probably one of the key components for Saturday, where, you know, if Leicester were travelling to Dublin, they would be very much rank outsiders because that's a, a, a hell of a, a challenge to overcome. The fact that Leicester are at home and they've got the backing of a Walkers crowd, I think that will be something which they'll be leaning on in, in the week in the build-up. And it could be the, the sort of the 1% point of difference between the two teams because they are so well-matched. Something like having 24,000 Walkers Leicester fans, obviously, to be fair, you boys will travel very well as well. So, But, you know, having that home crowd behind you just might, just might be the point of difference. But it's going to be one hell of an occasion and it's going to be a great spectacle for you know, for everyone to watch, whether you are neutral or, or like us, where we have vested interest involved. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I'm not traveling myself, but I know I know tons that are going over and that are really looking forward to it because we haven't played, like I say, we haven't played well for Road in a long time. And obviously, the Leinster players won't have played there um, much over the years either. So it's going to be a new experience for them. So it, it, it uh, could be a leveling factor as well and could make for a great game. Well, listen, Elliot, thanks a million for coming on and chatting. And hopefully we'll get you on again soon and uh, talk a bit more about rugby. Thank you, sir. Top man, thank you very much for having me. No problem, thank you. Now joining us to give us a different perspective on the Tigers for the weekend is a longtime friend of Harpen on Rugby, going right back to the early days when we were just getting started with the blogging and the tweeting. She's a massive Leicester and England rugby fan who always gets involved in rugby chat on social media. A warm welcome to the pod to Rachel Simonites. Hello. Hello, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on. Well, why don't you start by telling us a bit about yourself and how you got into following rugby and the Tigers? Um, I grew up with it. My dad grew up playing rugby. My granddad as well. So I kind of, I kind of had no choice. Hmm. Um, yeah. So grow up watching local stuff, but also watching Leicester, who are my granddad's team, and 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 now we've got the next generation watching it as well. With my niece, she's got no choice in the matter either. That's it. Yeah, I mean, the, the when I got into Leinster, um, first, I mean, I've always been, I've always been into the rugby. But um, what what happened for me it was a different, it was a different kind of experience to what you'd have over there because we 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 like our sport over here. We love football, we love rugby, but and and there's Gaelic football as well. But there wasn't really a team up till the time that rugby went professional. There wasn't a team, a local team that played week in week out. You know that kind of way um, that that you could go and support, and that you'd have a match, you have a home match every second week, and we're, we're not used to that throughout the season. When we follow the professional teams, it's all like we'd have sport an English soccer team. We all have an English soccer team, and that and the, the Gaelic football they only play four or five times a year. So when when Leinster went pro and started playing matches throughout the season, it was the first time we 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 have that. But like you say, you've got generations who have grown up. I mean, Leicester have a have a heritage going way back before the game was even pro. Back when you were wearing uh, letters on the back and not numbers, I think um, that was a, that was a Tigers thing at, at one point. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's a great culture, and you 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 go to a lot of the games, do you? Yeah, I try and get to as many as I can. Um, I mean, it takes me about an hour to get to Leicester, and I tend to go tend to go with my dad and my brother. So, but no, it's funny you mentioned the letters because we we played Bristol at the weekend, and they're the other team. <laughs> 
yep. who were well known for playing in letters. It's like you you almost wanted them to turn out with letters on their backs because it'd be great to see the ABC again in the front row. Absolutely, and you'd get yeah, and you'd get some interesting combinations uh, with photographs afterwards with the right players stand beside each other, you know. But no, yeah, no, that's good. Well, listen, why don't you talk to us a bit? I mean, you've been to you've been to Welford Road a good few times, um, and of course, unfortunately, I'm not able to make it over myself the weekend, but um, I do know there's a lot of Leinster fans. They're back to that. I mean, when, when we came out of the COVID and stuff, we went back to this thing of as soon as we know who we're playing, everyone's piling onto Twitter, getting onto Ticketmaster, getting onto Ryanair, getting onto all these sites. And there's a lot of excitement going on to, to going over and to be a lot traveling over. So what, like on match day experience there, what, what, what can you tell us about it at Welford Road? Um, it's, it's great. It's, um, it's a little ground, but it's big. Um, it, it kind of still has that feeling of being a small ground, but it's actually a 25,000 seater. Um, it's a proper rugby ground. It's like you see like the likes of Wasps who play at Coventry City Stadium and it doesn't feel right. It's like it's like the likes of Leicester and Northampton and Gloucester and Worcester who have their own grounds. It's It's that proper rugby feel to it and I mean yeah Leicester City are doing really well in the football but it's like Leicester has traditionally been that that rugby town really and um yeah I mean I tend to stand on the Crumby Terrace um which, which is great fun it, you you always have a laugh it's always very noisy and and the atmosphere is amazing it's second to none I mean I've been to the RDS and the, and the Aviva before and and the atmosphere is great there as well. And I mean, I mean, the Leinster fans will love it because it's, it's been a while since you've played at Welford Road. So, yeah, you know, been over at to, your place. I was trying to work it out when the last time was. I mean, we, we had the 2009 final, which was in Murrayfield. And then I think there was a quarterfinal in Aviva. But I think you have to go back beyond that to the last time Leicester actually played at, at, at Welford Road. So it's going to be it's going to be a new experience for um, for pretty for the whole team. I mean, I don't even think Johnny Sexton's played there um, over the years, so it's going to be it's going to be a new experience for 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 everyone involved in Leinster. Um, so that 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 should definitely make it interesting. So um, all right, so well, just tell us what you think about you know how you think the match is going to go and what what are your expectations from it? I think it's going to be really close. I mean, they're two teams on really good form, and 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 they're two teams who play great rugby as well. I mean. I mean, we've we've got Chris Ashton who broke the Premiership try scoring record recently, which was brilliant. And I mean, I mean, I mean, us us Leicester lot still remember him from being at Northampton. So it, it's almost like going from Man United to Liverpool in a way. Only he's gone via a few other clubs. But um, yeah, we we we've we've been playing such good rugby lately. Um, I mean, we we've had our dark years recently where, where we haven't done so well so it's just great to see us um to see us doing so well as again I mean Leinster are always good that they, they, they are just always such a good team on form I mean you guys and Munster and and Toulouse you, you are like the mainstays of European rugby yeah I mean it's been it's been an interesting contrast because when you go back to that final in 2009 I mean, we were the ones who 
we hadn't won any European title, and Leicester were were the big team. They were um, they had that like we like we said already. They have the culture, but they also had two Heineken Cup titles at the time. They uh, they were the big favorites on the day, and we had to overcome that. And it's kind of maybe gone a bit in reverse since then. But having said that, like like, like you say, Leicester are playing so well this season. Borthwick has put together a really a, 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 a cleverly put together team. He hasn't, you know, it's not, not a lot of huge names, but he's gotten the right players to the right positions and he's got them playing the way I think they strung, what, 10, 11 games, wins on the road to start the season. Then you had Europe where you beat Claremont and uh, you're doing really well. You had to big, I was watching the game against last, um, I just hope our defense isn't like Bristol's from last weekend because they they, 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 they really, they, you really ran over them last weekend and it's a really, really strong performance. And if we give you any, it just shows that if we give you any openings, we're in big trouble um, on Saturday. So it does make for, for a good contest. It was uh, definitely a lot to look forward to. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, the fact that we haven't won a European title since 2002. And I mean, I was at that Cardiff final. And I mean, we lost last year in the Challenge Cup, which, which was a shame, but we were still very much a team in that transition. And um, I mean... I mean, I think the mainstay of Leicester is the fact that you don't need the showy names to have a good side. You, you can you can have your unsung heroes, your Jasper Visas, and so on. And uh, I mean, Nick, I mean, Nick Dolly's been amazing this season, especially with Tom Young's retiring as well. Um, he, he's been absolutely brilliant, and it's great to see him in England colours as well. So, I, I mean, they, they are two very similar teams in a way. Leicester and Leinster, not just in their name, but in the way that they're run. Yeah. They, they don't. They 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 they've got the star players, but they don't rely on them. They 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 are very much the big team. Yeah, I mean the modern day. Yeah, modern day rugby. You need it's it's a twenty three man game. You need uh, you need you need them playing. You need the starters to perform, obviously, to set things up. But then, if you don't have a bench to come on and, and bring the win home, um, it's it's just not going to happen for you. And it, you definitely, it's definitely two teams that are that are capable of that. I mean, um, I you know. What I'm hearing is that that Leinster, I suppose, with recent pedigree and stuff, they're going to go in there as favourites. But like with the home advantage and, like you say, the way they're playing and the confidence and and uh, the smarts that Borthwick is going to bring with his coaching staff and stuff. I mean, there's there's definitely a way. There's, there's definitely uh, this match could definitely go either way. That's for sure. Oh, definitely, and I mean, I mean, the crowd will have a part to play in it as well. I mean, loads of Leinster fans are coming over both from Dublin and from other parts of the country. I mean, I've sorted two tickets out for a mate who's from Dublin. So, um, so yeah, um, I mean, I mean, the start's going to be crucial. Whoever gets the best start will probably end up being the winner. But you never know. Rugby's, it's a game of two halves, to use the cliche. Yeah. And, um, and, and you never know what's going to happen. But I, I think we can guarantee that it'll be a great game. Okay, but now I'm going to guarantee I'm going to put your put your head on the block now and give us a prediction. And it's okay if you think Leicester are going to win, but come on, give us give us give us an old score there. I mean, my heart's saying Leicester. Um, I think my head will say Leicester as well. I mean, I think home advantage is is huge, but Leinster will really push it. Yeah, it, it will be a really close game, and and hopefully it will be great fun for everyone as well.
Definitely, definitely. Well, listen, Rachel, we really appreciate that. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show. Really looking forward to the weekend. And uh, listen, you you're going to it. Like enjoy enjoy the day. And I'm sure all the Leicester, Leinster fans will enjoy going over as well. Thanks, Rachel, for coming on. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Many thanks again to Elliot and Rachel for the chats and be sure to follow them on Twitter and also subscribe to the Rolling Mall Pod. You'll find the links in the program notes. For the rest of the week, we'll be going back to our completely one-eyed Leinster coverage of the match from team announcement to preview to post-match opinion. So stay tuned to harpenandrugby.net for all the usual features and be sure to leave your own thoughts when the mood takes you. In the meantime, stay safe everyone. Slán and Slava Ukraina. <laughs>